This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We're on day four of our week celebrating Halloween with conversations on some haunting behavior. On Monday, we hunted some ghosts. Tuesday, we sunk our claws in on werewolves. Yesterday, we bit down on vampires. And today, we are getting down and dirty with trolls. You don't need to see their faces. Their behavior is ugly enough. These wretched abominations come hungry for your attention. And if you're not careful, they'll swallow you whole. You know the ones. Just on the other side of your social media page, the haters, the naysayers, the critics, the judgmental know-it-alls. There have been many, many cases where these types of online bullying have led to anxiety, depression, and even suicide. Knowing that, I just can't even fathom why anyone would want to behave that way. But the plain and simple truth is, it's because there's an aspect in them that's, well, a lot like a monster. Dr. Jonathan Stay writes for Psychology Today. It's helpful to think about trolling on a spectrum of intensity and threat level. For example, on one end of the spectrum, there can be infrequent, mildly annoying, but ultimately harmless trolling. And on the other end of the spectrum, trolling can bleed into a form that is severe, relentless, and dangerous. The precise boundary between trolling and harassment is fuzzy. If trolling becomes persistent and targeted, then it might be considered harassment and can enter legal territory. He explains that trolling also has different styles. Some trolling is overt and obvious, name-calling, personal attacks, character assassinations, spreading lies, releasing private information, complaining to employers or threats. But why? Dr. Stay explains that trolling is also multicausal, which means that it isn't caused by any one reason, but rather by many reasons that can add up and interact with each other in a perfect storm to produce trolling. The most helpful way to think about these causes is to divide them into two broad categories, reasons outside of a person, environmental factors, and reasons inside of a person, individual factors. The environmental factors are broken into three. First, the online disinhibition effect, which describes an illusion of invincibility and invisibility. A person is more likely to troll from behind a screen than face-to-face due to a false sense of security. Metaphorical, the online environment can produce a sort of mental veil that seems to open a release valve in some of the darker corners of human nature, not unlike the liquid courage and disinhibition that alcohol can provide. Unsurprisingly, combining the online disinhibition effect with alcohol use can be a recipe for disaster. The second environmental factor that influences trolling is anonymity. 
Dr. Stea explains that if a person engages anonymously online, meaning they don't use their own images, their own likeness, their own name, they aren't presenting photos of their family, friends, or their actual life, then it's like the online disinhibition effect that has taken steroids. It's easier to troll with the illusion of no accountability and no connection to one's life offline. The final environmental factor is tribalism. The power of the group mentality can add more fuel to the fire. Like a pack of wolves, humans are social creatures and have an innate desire to be a part of a group. When many members of a group are trolling a target, a sense of belonging can be achieved by conforming to the group's behavior. The individual factors which influence trolling are also broken into three. First, there's personality. The darker side of human nature as it presents in personality has been called the dark tetrad. It consists of sadism, psychopathy, narcissism, and Machiavellianism. Sadism has been found to be the strongest predictor of trolling, which describes a tendency to derive pleasure or enjoyment from being cruel or demeaning to others. It's important to recognize that sadism in this sense occurs on a spectrum. People can have more or less sadistic tendencies. The second individual factor which influences trolling behavior is ideologically possessed beliefs. Put simply, some people can rigidly over-identify with particular beliefs about health, about gender, racism, politics, and so on, to the extent that they might engage in trolling behavior when those beliefs are threatened. We've talked about this at length here on Grateful Grains, but people don't like when their worldviews are poked and prodded. It can be very upsetting when someone is told that the way that they understand the world is wrong. It can also feel personal and can result in lashing out as a means of self-preservation. Research has shown that people perceive trolling as more deserved and justified when they perceive that the target has committed an offense. The final individual factor which influences trolling behavior is conditioning. Like a slot machine, randomly responding to trolling just strengthens the motivation for it to continue. Simultaneously, there are classical conditioning processes going on, reminiscent of a dog that salivates when you open the cupboard because they know they're about to eat. A dog salivates because they've learned that the cupboard represents food. In the same way, people with sadistic tendencies that engage in trolling may salivate, so to speak, when they learn that their target represents the pleasure that they'll experience when they troll, knowing they've gotten a response and they're likely to again. So what can we do about trolling? Well, first of all, be aware of everything we've discussed today. Trolling is a dark aspect of human nature. The person trolling you is likely dwelling on the sadistic side of life, or their ego is fragile and their ideologies are being tested. And remember, this is likely happening because they're uninhibited behind their screen. They're anonymous, or they're just one of the hyenas in a pack, heckling as a means of camaraderie. Trolling can obviously result in many mixed emotions. It's important to develop and practice mental health coping skills. If you're struggling with mental health concerns, then you should seek help from a professional. If you're being harassed and feel threatened, then you should call the police and seek legal counsel right away. Remember, there are ways to find even anonymous trolls. And if they're making real threats, the police will take it seriously. Always remember, no one is owed your engagement. Delete their comment, block them, move along. Don't feed the trolls. Remember, we love hearing from you. 
If you'd like to share, we welcome you to comment or message us through the Good Risings Instagram page at Good Risings. You can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Thanks for listening to Grateful Grains. If you're enjoying Good Risings, show us some love with a good review. Join us again tomorrow for the final day in our week discussing haunting behavior. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.